Hey pals, welcome to Coffee Catch-Ups with me, Amelia Beaumont. And me, Tanya Wiley. Coffee Catch-Ups is a Christian podcast um, aimed at people in their 20s, um, just exploring the ups and downs of Christian life. We are not Bible teachers, we're not scholars, and we're not theologians. We're just two people who love Jesus um, and want to live for him as best we can. Tanya, how are you? I am good, thank you. I am crazy busy at the moment because I'm on tour with theatre production. Very exciting. Um, Yeah, it is exciting. Um, But yeah, it's great to be here with you on Zoom. It It feels like a long time since I've actually seen you in person. A long time. I know, it has been such a long time. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, yeah, not much going on. It is a bank holiday weekend, so I will be mm-hmm. for most of it. Hooray. <laughs> Mood. Mood. <laughs> Mood. Um, but yes, this week, Tanya, what are we talking about? We are talking about imposter syndrome. Uh, what is imposter syndrome, I hear you ask? <laughs> what, what is imposter syndrome? <laughs> I heard you ask that. (laughs) Well, according to my good friend Google, um, imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own effort or skills. Goodness me. And in layman's terms, what does that actually mean? Yeah, it's basically just believing that um, the achievements that you have achieved and the things that you have like, earned yourself um, are not deserved, which is a rather a complex theory, I think. But yeah. I don't know, relatable? Do you find it relatable? Oh, 100% relatable. It's definitely, it's the fe- for me, that it means that it's that feeling of, I really shouldn't be here, what am I doing? I am out of my depth. That kind of feeling where your mind's going, why am I here? Like, what is going on? Um, I must be doing everything wrong. I'm going to, or I'm going to. Like, also that feeling of, I'm, any minute now, it's all going to go wrong and it's all going to be my fault. Um, yeah, I can definitely relate. I feel like I experienced this so much, um, particularly in work. I think I have sort of really try not to let it affect me when I audition. Um, it can, because I always think, oh, so there's, there's, you know, there's going to be somebody that's better than me out there. Like, it, I'm, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And and to the point where, like, even the, the gig I'm working on at the moment, um, when I got the phone call that I'd got the part, the director was like, yeah, you've got the part. I was like, are you sure? Like, really? Have you, have you rung the wrong person? Um, in, in a kind of, I guess I was, I, at the time I'd got a lot of no's and was just really in that, oh, well, this is always, I'm always going to fail. I'm not actually good enough to do this. Um, and yeah, so I think it comes up in work a lot, um, but also, it, yeah, it can come up in other things as well. What about you, Amelia? Do you experience imposter syndrome? Yeah, definitely. This has been a, a rather big feature throughout my life. Um, yeah, I think particularly in my degree, actually. Um, so for context, I went into studying ancient history um, with a modern history A-level, um, which, you know, which is fine. You can do that as, you know, as we see. Um, but actually I went in there, there were a lot of people around me who had done ancient history A-level. Mm. So they already knew a lot more than I did. Um, and it was first year and I was like, oh my goodness, they, these people are so clever. Um, like what am I doing here why did they let me in was this a social experiment 
um you know just that kind of thing that you're just like I really don't belong here um and like you say like you know at some point I'm going to do something wrong it's all going to come crumbling down what happens when I start writing essays and they see that I'm no good um and all of this was really huge and you know I even up to going on to do a master's um I remember applying for my master's and thinking gosh I really hope they let me in um I mean why would they let me in but I really hope they let me in yeah um and they did and I was still sat there like oh gosh like am I good enough to be here like it's so mad because it just continues um and yeah like you know even even in the workplace now I'm not quite to the same extent I I don't think um but like I'm sat in management meetings and thinking am I am I good enough to be management am I good enough to be sat in these meetings like it's so like yeah it's crazy and I cannot I can answer that for you yes you are you are good enough otherwise you wouldn't have that job <laughs> thanks Tanya I really need to say that end of podcast smashed it out that's all you need <laughs> bye bye everybody it's all done we've all been a fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah to- to- totally relatable like completely um and I think even I think it can even permeate into other areas of life like I know that there's um certain like friendships that sometimes I'm like well I can get into my own head I think that's a a thing um where I'm like oh gosh I'm I'm not as clever as these people or um I mean as a woman definitely there's like a beauty element a lot of the time if I'm hanging out with really beautiful people I have a lot of very attractive uh friends from work because I work with Uh, some beautiful people like models and actors and all these beautiful people and then you can end up being like well I'm the odd one out why am I with friends with these attractive people and when you think about it when you actually like logically think about it you're like why am I thinking that that is such a that's just so not true I can be friends with whoever I want um if if that makes sense yeah no absolutely does um absolutely does I yeah I have such Mm -hmm. similar experiences um again because at times you just feel like they're all going to turn around and go um why are you here sorry (laughs) you don't belong here um which is so mad but apparently like you know we're actually we're not a minority in this um Mm. 70 percent of people experience these feelings um which is crazy like how how is it that 70 percent of us are secretly just not meant to be where where we are like you know um I mean, what what do you think that is like why why are we having so much imposter syndrome what is all what is that I think a a lot of it is down to um just perfectionism Mm -hmm. um and you know so much of our society is you know you have to you know despite despite the fact that society says you can be whatever you want to be there's also this element running alongside it that's actually completely contradictory to it that says you have to be the best mm. um and you know you you have to be perfect you can't slip up because otherwise you're out um I, you know and cancel culture I know we talked about this um before is is a huge part of that definitely um because you know we there's so much particularly on social media like we talked about in episode two um where actually you know if you say one wrong thing that's it you're cancelled yeah, I completely, I completely agree. I think that's a really good point that, that you know, there's that you've got to get it right. Otherwise you're out. Um, and I was thinking like social media, you've got to be perfect on social media. And we're seeing all of this perfection around all the time. If you can't meet that, then 
then that's you know you've somehow you're somehow a failure um when even in reality like that's not true and that's not um right really so i yeah great point completely agree um but i guess the question is then if, we, if this is the imposter syndrome how on earth like do we combat that if, if 70 percent of people are experiencing it well that's a great question um i think you know a lot of it, it sounds really simplistic but actually like taking the time to affirm other people um is so important um like it's not kind of a you know a simple solution to all of this um but it's the first thing that comes to mind actually is just taking the time out to like you know compliment and affirm people because actually your words mean so much um again we talked about that in a previous episode but like but actually it's it's so true like when you're in work and someone comes in looking really nice even though you're all only in the office like you know in my work we don't really see customers that much um we're literally just there for us ourselves for the day and then we go mm. um just someone comes in looking really nice and just say you look really great today um or you know making points in meetings and going that was a fantastic point even if it's not the right thing to be even if it's not the direction you want to go in um you say that's a fantastic point I really love that I don't know whether that's what we should be doing but actually maybe let's try this um and so actually the way that we talk to each other can be really key in that um and I know in my own experience that's made me feel a lot better yeah words are so important I know we spoke about it in our other podcast but yeah absolutely affirming people affirming people encouraging them um and particularly I think I mean we we spoke about this um before recording we were talking about how um how you can often feel like an imposter um by like your things that you other people are good at that you are like oh I wish I could be good at that and you fail to recognize like your own strengths um I I know I've definitely had this conversation with people that are like that I'm I am so inspired by a lot of people's intelligence my brother is one of the most intelligent people I know he's so good with numbers and his sort of academic knowledge is incredible and I and I remember growing up I was always so jealous and I felt so inadequate by comparison um but actually at the same time he was looking at some of my sort of social skills and my creativity skills creative skills um and going oh my goodness I wish I had those and so how much of our imposter syndrome is because we're not acknowledging our own strengths um which is I know a different point to kind of what you were just saying but if you use what you're saying and like this the idea of words and encouragement and by encouraging people's strengths hopefully like maybe they can shift their sight onto their strengths rather than their weaknesses um, but actually, while we mentioned strength and weaknesses, it brings me in mind to that um, passage in scripture, uh, which I'm going to find because I don't want to misquote it. <laughs> um, Corinthians 11, 13. I'm taking just the, the one verse. If I must boast, then I will boast in my weakness, um, which uh, is interesting because it kind of the opposite of what we seems like it's the opposite of what we just said in the sense that like we're talking about really bigging people up their strengths well that's other people um and um in yourself I boast in my weakness uh which is a kind of weird scripture so I guess I'm getting at the idea that if you're vulnerable with where you're at maybe that can help counter 
some of this. I don't know if you agree, Amelia, that kind of idea of, look, I'm not, I'm not good at this. I'm being open and honest about this particular weakness. Um, and I'm actually okay with that. Do, do you think that will help with kind of counteracting this kind of perfectionism? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think being open with it is so important because, you know, I think such a, a central part of imposter syndrome is fearing that people will find out your weaknesses and, you know, and put you down for them or fire you for them or whatever. Um, and so actually when we're open and honest about our weaknesses, it almost takes away that power. Mm. Um, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm saying this and therefore like, you know, that is, uh, it's kind of presenting it to people and, and going, you know, I'm aware, I know that's okay. Um, and actually kind of being humble about it and, and, you know, acknowledging that it's something you need to work on is, is great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and, and also I think that often encourages other people to, to do the same. Um, because yeah. again, if 70% of us are feeling like this, um, then actually the likelihood is that they're not going to turn around and go, well, that's not good enough. Um, aside from which that just wouldn't be a nice thing to do. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> yeah, actually it encourages other people to, to do the same and acknowledge their own weaknesses. Yeah. And to acknowledge it's okay to make a mistake. Like it's mm. absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, I think if you, I think by being vulnerable with people that can, like you say, often lead them to feel that they can do so as well. So I think it's the same when we're talking about testimony in an earlier episode, that that, that vulnerability within your testimony. Um, and usually most people's testimonies have an element of, I failed, I'm weak, because in order to come to Jesus, we first have to admit that we are sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, so the heart of like Christian- Christianity, there is an element of going, I am not good enough. And I go, I accept that I am not perfect, but somebody who is perfect accepts me. And so there we have the heart of Christianity is actually so counter to to society in that you're not perfect and you never will be and you were born imperfect. And so why are you chasing perfection when perfection has already found you, if you'll accept it? Oh, that was a quotable. That was quotable. Very good. <laughs> She's on a roll. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know this is, that this is directly um, linked to what you're saying, but actually I think it brings us on to a really um, good kind of point is that, um, so John 15, 15, um, Jesus says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Um, and, you know, like you were saying about that kind of um, we, the imperfect people, have been accepted by a perfect God. Mm. Um, like, you know, he no longer calls us servants because servants are, you know, lowly and they do their master's bidding. And but they're not, you know, as much as we are also servants of Christ in different contexts, different point. Um, but actually, like you know we're brought into the family even though we're so not worthy of being in the family mm, um yeah. and I just yeah I absolutely love that what you were saying about um imperfection being accepted by perfection yeah um, it's so good it's so I find it really hard um 
I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I mean, that's like, that is the cross, isn't it? That's a beautiful thing. And we're coming up to Easter now and it's just so um, wonderful to reflect on what Jesus did for us. And that's incredible. Um, and I love that, you know, there is having what I just said was about um, acknowledging that you are a failure, um, but that's not a place you stay in. I'm aware that maybe in my past, like my last, um, sentence I didn't really kind of make that clear because it can be a place that you can stay in and I think it's the place where all of this insecurity which is essentially what in um imposter syndrome is that's a place you can you can stay in if you don't move to the salvation part um if you just go oh I'm a sinner I'm not good enough and that can be a place that you can sit and I know that I've sat in it for a really long time it's a place of anxiety it's a place of depression uh particularly um I know like just in case this is relevant to anybody listening but um for me when I have when relationships have broken down or um I've lost jobs or things have just gone wrong the f- one of my first things that I do is I go oh what's wrong with me I am not good enough I'm not worthy um I have no worth and I have no value which is all absolute lies and I believe that a lot of imposter syndrome is Satan trying to tell you that you are not worth Jesus's sacrifice um but I think it's C.S. Lewis who says that if you were the only person in the world Jesus would still have died for you and that's 100% true um so so it's about yeah we are we can acknowledge that we are sinful and that we are failures and we will get things wrong because we are human and we are messy but equally you do not have to stay in that place of unworthiness because God and Jesus has called you into his worth and his value um so I think that kind of brings us nicely into as Christians how do we embody that um knowledge of who we are in Christ into into those moments when we're feeling like an imposter what do you think, Amelia? How, how is that done? Um, yeah, I think a lot of that comes down to actually um, kind of receiving the peace that we've been that we've been given. And that, sound, that sounds very sort of super spiritual. Um, but actually so much in the Bible, um, it talks about peace. There is a peace that surpasses all understanding. Um, and, you know, John 16, 33, um, Jesus says um, that he has given us his peace. Um, and not to worry because he has overcome the world um and actually so much of imposter syndrome you know it's worrying what the world thinks of us um but why do we have to worry because Jesus has overcome the world mm-hmm. like you know he's he's done that bit for us like we don't have to walk through that and try to overcome the world because actually Jesus already did that part for us um which you know is such an encouragement yeah um such an encouragement but also yeah I mean it's you know there's accepting that piece but there's also um finding out where our identity is yeah big one such a big one Mm -hmm. um I mean yeah how how do we do that Tanya I mean that is such a that's a relationship thing isn't it that's a living and breathing Jesus every day that's a like I um, just starting to learn more and more about relationship with Jesus and and I continue to live and breathe that and that's how your identity is is formed in in a healthy way is when that's kind of inbuilt with relationship um but also I think it's checking in a little bit with what your idols are as well like I know it's so easy to like for work to slip there you know God doesn't promise you that you're going to be super super successful sorry to like so burst anybody's bubble there but like it, you know it 
your your identity isn't in achieving the top grades at school or or achieving you know your the top position at work or whatever your goals are uh, your identity is in the fact that you are um you are fully loved and fully known uh, fully known like better than you know yourself i think that's a really hard concept to kind of get your head around um so actually it doesn't matter if you fail because you're still loved it doesn't matter if things go wrong because you're still loved um and i think that's a really big one and also one of the things i just sort of sprung to mind literally just now is when you're feeling like an imposter like you shouldn't be there it's probably a really good thing to remember that God is in charge. So like the, a good question to ask yourself is why am I here? Why has God placed me here? Um, so I, I think, you know, why, why has God given me this particular acting role? Who is it? Who is it that he wants me to bless? What am I here to do? Um, what a fantastic point. And it's so like, I love that. Like actually when you're questioning why am I here actually flipping that over and go okay why has God placed me mm. here brings up so much more because you know again I've said a couple of times um the the job that I'm in now is a great job but I'm I'm you know so blessed to have it but actually it's not what I want to do for a career yeah. um and you know it and it also took me eight months to find a job once I finished my master's you can imagine the imposter syndrome there um but actually you know in, in those times where I'm looking at my kind of career path and going, well, this has nothing to do with what I want to do. Why am I here? And actually then going, okay, hang on a second. Why has God placed me here? Yes. And actually, you know, I have a lovely team around me um, and such good relationships. And the amount that God can do with that is, is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's just, it's a watch this space kind of thing yeah and equally an uh an opportunity that like a no is always an opportunity for a, a yes somewhere else so like if you have lost a promotion and you think gosh that's because I don't I shouldn't be there I'm just I'm it's because actually God doesn't want you there he wants you somewhere else and it's going to be different and where he wants you um so what's really great is that actually we as Christians can like turn the pressure off ourselves with that hyper independence that we were talking about earlier like you don't need to be and isn't that a relief doesn't everybody deep down not want to have all of this pressure on them to achieve um and that's what that's part of peace is actually I don't have to do all of this by myself I've got Jesus so if there's anybody listening who thinks gosh I that's not me I, I feel really under pressure I don't feel like I've got somebody walking with me then I just invite you wherever you are just to ask Jesus to come and fill you with his Holy Spirit um because like this could be a moment where you fully allow him into your life um so if you've got a, a few moments just just make that little prayer and I promise you um life will be so much more peaceful and breathe yeah I love that though that's so good um but I also quickly before we move on to the recommendation section yeah um just want to talk about like because we, we've talked about a lot of imposter syndrome sort of in not explicitly but kind of particularly more sort of non-christian circles mm. um but I actually think imposter syndrome among Christians in Christians uh, yeah is also a thing um, I know we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier, um, but we were saying, you know, kind of how easy it is. Like, so the two of us lead a small group together um, with with our friend Robin as well. And um, like, yeah, I think even between the three of us, like I so I was saying that I actually really find it um, difficult when so when something goes wrong, 
um, that I'm like, oh my goodness, we have to deal with this. Um, and I, you know, in, in my head, I'm like, gosh, there's, I think there's quite a hard line solution, but it's the only solution I can see. And then I freak out because I'm like, oh no, wait, am I going too far on this? Um, are Tanya and Robin gonna like, you know, hate me for bringing this up? Um, are, are they both gonna say, gosh, no, that's not the way forward. How, how dare you say that? Mm. Um, even though, you know, you're both lovely people and you would never say that. No. Um, but the thoughts go through your head so often. Um, and it's such, you know, like even within Christian circles, yeah. um, this is a thing. But you know what, even, even sometimes, especially in Christian circles, because ultimately what we're talking about, imposter syndrome is a lie. Um, it's, a, it's a lie. And in Christian circles, like if you're doing work for the kingdom, you're going to be attacked more. Um, and like imposter syndrome doesn't just limit itself to your working life and your career. It really can be in relationships and church and things like that, where you're feeling, oh, I'm not holy enough or I'm not good enough or people are going to judge me for this or that or I'm not, you know, I, I feel like I can't be fully open and honest. Um, and, I, and I think that's, that's Satan. Like that's Satan wanting to like stop this from being a life-giving and truthful place. So expect it in church as well. well no, absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, and, I, you know, I think we're, we're going to talk about spiritual warfare in a different mm. um, podcast episode but actually like that's such an important thing to remember um but and but also as well I think going back to what you were saying earlier about actually the heart of Christianity is imperfection being accepted by perfection um you know the church is not supposed to be a room full of people who have got it all together um we are a room full of and a world full of broken people um Mm. because you know the church is not just a building um but um yeah it's actually like you know everyone around you is is broken in some way or another some people might look more put together than others but actually we're all going through um we go all going through stuff we all have things that we need to work on things that happen Mm. um that that we don't want other people to see as well absolutely and I also I also think there's some some beauty in um in the Christian community of uh particularly going back to your kind of uh, small group example of uh, the ability to 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 help encourage people out of the small and into the God view because I feel like imposter syndrome is so um just speaking from experience for me it's been so self-centric it's so all about me <laughs> and my flaws and my imperfections and my inability to do this or that 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 is all about me and and God God tries that wants you to lift your eyes and people are great at doing that there's so many times when people like yourself Amelia or like loads of my other Christian friends have gone hang on like I think you're being unreasonable there or actually what does the bible say or what does you know those kind of questions and those friends that can that can help you to look slightly wider so you're not going oh my goodness this person doesn't like me or this person this isn't going right and then I feel like a failure um I went very posh then I feel like a failure I feel like a posh failure (laughs) but yeah I think I think that's one of the one wonderful things about Christian community and relationships we can we can help and encourage each other to to not slip into those imposter syndrome ways and if you catch yourself doing it i guess it's just reminding yourself of whose you are um in whose arms you actually rest um yeah and that you are you are definitely worthy oh good so 
this week, uh, I'm very excited about this one because we are recommending theatre. Um, and it has to be done like that. It has to be said, theatre. Um, so, Amelia, I know you are also a theatre lover, much like myself. Um, what Have you seen anything? Do you recommend anything? What's your ultimate theatre recommendation? Well, this makes me sound like a little bit of an old woman, but I do, I love the ballet absolutely love the ballet Birmingham Royal Ballet especially but also you know Matthew Bourne mm. um and you know so many wonderful wonderful companies um I recently saw Don Quixote by Birmingham Royal Ballet lovely and absolutely fell in love um I am a bit of a Hispanophile myself um and gosh it was beautiful um I actually went to see it by myself um yes girl yes but um, yes, it was absolutely phenomenal. And then during Act Two, um, there's a, a scene where they're in like a gypsy camp um, and two guys just walked out on stage with flamenco guitars. And I think I melted. I was like, this is incredible. I was just sat in like the second row back, like absolutely streaming. Um, mm. But yes, it's wonderful. I think for people who kind of look at ballet and go, oh gosh, that's very posh or, yeah. or whatever. Um, I really encourage you to try going yeah um, and I, if you really really not think you're not going to like ballet then I would actually probably try a Matthew Bourne I think that's a good kind of because it's postmodern it's not as strict ballet or as traditional ballet yes. so yeah it's it's definitely a, a good one to try I think sorry to hijack but uh, no 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 absolutely not that's that's a very good suggestion um but yes and there's actually there's a lot more you can get out of it from just the movements mm. um like you you see you know you go oh gosh well they don't talk how am I going to understand what's going on but you can actually get a lot out of it yeah um plus by a program you know because that helps because they tell you the story anyway <laughs> um what is your recommendation well it's like choosing a favorite child like it's difficult <laughs> um I think I guess my first uh recommendation is I know everyone kind of goes to London theatres to see a musical um and as much as I think they're great and they have brilliant production value and they have loads of money thrown at them if you can be brave and try and get out to see some what I call proper theatre um <laughs> just because I'm a snob uh, and I'm a straight actor rather than a, uh, a musical theatre actor uh so I mean I, I've seen so many ones recently but I'd say um oh I so say I saw recently Life of Pi which was incredible puppetry and I I love how they sort of they, they did that so cleverly but that is quite high end production value but if you you um are anywhere near the southwest or in fact actually i know that they're touring going to be touring around this year one of my favorite theater companies and they're a small theater company is called le nabot biet um and they are based in exeter and devon that's where they where they came from um but they're actually touring all around the place and they do some of the funniest slapsticky theater you will ever see it's kind of it's just you will you will laugh harder than you've ever laughed before and the tickets will probably only cost you 15 quid uh, it will be the best 15 quid you ever spend uh every time i have somebody who's never been to the theater before or who swears they hate theater i take them to see these guys there's only four four actors in the show and and they are just incredible um so if you want to laugh and you don't want to see a musical or a ballet then go see le navet biet they're very good amazing that sounds so good i, I realize i should have plugged my own show <laughs> Do you know what? my thought was gosh i really hope she's not gonna plug her own show <laughs> well not that i hope she's not but I, that would be hilarious but also just the massive massive flex okay well before we descend into uh 
craziness. That, thank you for listening to our podcast. <laughs> Get yourselves to the theatre, everybody. Bye! Bye! <laughs>